From Mountain Home to Raft River, we've got all the District 4 analysis you'll need to know. This is the Magic Valley PrepCast with Scott Burton. That's right. Welcome in. This is a brand new venture here on IdahoSports.com, the Magic Valley PrepCast, where we are going to be breaking down the biggest stories in District 4, the Magic Valley, each and every week here at IdahoSports.com. I'm Brandon Bainey, joined by Scott Burton, Mr. Magic Valley. Scott, what's going on? Hey, how we doing, Brandon? Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. So this is kind of something new we're trying out this fall, Scott, because uh, at IdahoSports.com, we have such a large area to cover that a lot of times certain regions feel like they always get slighted, right? Hey, how come nobody's giving love to uh, our athletes up north or, or in the Magic Valley? So this is going to be the weekly podcast, and you can get it a couple ways. You can get the audio at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. You can also get the video version of this uh, on our YouTube channel as well as our Facebook page. So this is going to be for all of those District 4 and Magic Valley fans. I think this is going to be great. No, I, I think so too. I think it's a wonderful idea. I mean, it's uh, I mean, IdahoSports.com is you know, the leader in, in high school sports in the state of Idaho. We know that. Everybody knows that. Uh, why not localize it just a little bit more with some voices and faces that are from the area? It might have a, a little bit of knowledge plugged into what's happening that, you know, people in other parts of the state may not know. That's right. And that's that's perfect for what we're going to do here with you specifically, because you are uh, in Jerome, right, right in the heart of it. How, how long have you uh, lived in the Magic Valley for? Uh, born and raised, uh, born and raised in Jerome, Idaho, uh, graduated from Jerome High School and uh, currently work at Jerome High School. So. Um, you could say that there's part of me that never left the nest and, uh, but I'm a, I'm a magic Valley kid. And, uh, so, I mean, I, I just appreciate all of the schools and the athletes and the coaches and everything that goes on here in the magic Valley. It is a, it's a really unique, uh, fraternity here, um, in district four in the magic Valley. And, and I love it here. How has the magic Valley landscape changed from when you were in school to now you're, I mean, you're back in school. Mm -hmm. Has it changed much? Oh boy. It's changed quite a bit. I mean, you know, just, uh, from Jerome's standpoint, I mean, we've, we've grown immensely. In fact, uh, you know, when I played, we were in the A2 classification, uh, then, you know, at some point it, it, it flipped to the, the, you know, 5A, 4A, those kind of things. Um, and we even spent a, a spell, uh, at one, a, a one division two. Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, you talk about up and down the the, the the gamut as far as classifications go. Jerome's really been, you know, kind of right in there. But, you know, the reclassifications have played with this, and, and we have grown. Um, we're, you know, a larger-ish 4A school now. Um, but, uh, you know, the influx of people in the Magic Valley, I mean, it's it's been coming. I mean, Twin is growing huge. You know, Jerome is right behind it, you know. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a lot different than what it used to be when I graduated, what, 10 years ago. Yeah. I, I think, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you notice how I'm letting that comment slide. That's what a good host does. I appreciate right? that. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to blow up your spot on the first episode. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. When I think of the, uh, the landscape in the magic Valley, I, I think of like twin falls, you know, there used to be just the one high school twin falls high, and they were a big, bad five, a team, one of the larger schools. And now you've got Twin Falls and Canyon Ridge and Canyon Ridge is the biggest class 4A school now, the new one. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, when the growth in that uh, area is all towards the Canyon Ridge boundary. And so you see Canyon Ridge growing like crazy uh, because all the growth is happening out there. And, you know, you've got schools that are smaller like Kimberly, who's growing uh, as well. And then, you know, and even some of the, um, the the smaller 1A schools that you can find here in the Magic Valley. In fact, when you talk 1A schools in the state of Idaho, it's the Magic Valley that has got the bulk of them. And they are some really good programs here uh, at the 1A level, and, and they continue to grow as well. Yeah, it was uh, it was really fun. Uh, last year, I did the 1A uh, girls state basketball tournament, the 1A D2, and Camas County was there for the like mm-hmm. the second time in school history. They only had six players, but they they came and competed well. It was really that was a fun story to watch. Oh yeah, absolutely. And all these small schools all come with stories, um, and and they're the ones that probably are the the grassroots stories that you hear about. I mean, the kid running off of the potato truck just to make practice and. You know, and I remember, you know, back, well, even now I, I had uh, dinner with some folks from Shelly over the weekend and we were talking about closing down for potato harvest up there and how, you know, they have to put everything on hold. And, you know, and a lot of these kids down here, um, this ag-based community that we live in, I mean, they go through the same thing. And so the, the stories are there and that's what I hope we're able to bring uh, to a lot of these podcasts with those stories that you're not going to read on the front page. But the cool thing about what we do at Idaho Sports, um, especially when we broadcast uh, the state tournaments, and, and I know, you know, I do this and you do this and all the other broadcasters try to do this as well, is, you know, we want to bring the people to the broadcast, not just the games, you know. And so the more you can get to know the athletes, the more you appreciate what's happening on the floor, or on the field uh, as well. And so that's where the stories come in. You know, and so uh, as we kind of move on with this venture, you know, we'd like to ask uh, those people out there, hey, you've got something uh, that would be really interesting to hear um, from my perspective in the Magic Valley, because I'm covering District 4. If you hear anything, you know anything, hey, let me know. Uh, And then I can dig into it a little bit more and then we can put it on here. And so, you know, when the reach that we have with our fan base at IdahoSports.com, uh, I would expect we get some really good feedback. Yeah, you can always uh, send me an email as well, Brandon at IdahoSports.com, B-R-A-N-D-O-N at IdahoSports.com. I'm also on Twitter uh, at Brandon underscore Bainey, B-A-N-E-Y. Scott, you're, you're a social media tycoon, right? Well, kind of <laughs> tycoon. Uh, I have them all. Let's put it that way. And I got most of them because I have kids. And so if I want to keep tabs on my kids, I better know what the heck they're doing. Right. So I've got them. I, I ask that because I've seen on social media in the off season, some of the student athletes from Valley high school in Hazleton. Have you seen the off season conditioning they've been doing? No, I have not. Might be a good story to lead with next week. <laughs> yeah. So just uh, real quick, I've seen a couple of the student athletes um, running up one of those huge potato. I call it a potato mountain. I'm sure there's an actual term for oh, it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it. It must be in like a potato cellar somewhere where they've got all the potatoes stacked up and they they run up them and climb up them. And that's, that's got to be a good workout, right? Oh, you would think. I mean, the footing has got to be ridiculous. I mean, I mean, we used to run up and down the bleachers all the time and then uh, hit the beaches in the sand. But potatoes, I tell you what, that's Idaho for you. Yeah, that's 100 percent. So how long have you been with IdahoSports.com for? Oh, I started broadcasting for Paul. Uh, Gosh, it was 
we're on 11 years, I think. Um, matter of fact, if uh, you, you bug Paul about it, he'll show you my letter that I wrote to him when I did not know who he was. And, uh, and I was calling him Mr. Kingsbury and all this stuff. And I was just flattering him and how honored I would be to be part of it. And he still has that. And I think on our uh, work anniversary, uh, he sends it to me just to remind me, you know, that there was at one time that I was really a good employee. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, so you're single-handedly responsible for creating the monster that we know today as Paul Kingsbury. Oh, well, I, you know, that depends on who you ask. Cause uh, <laughs> yeah, Paul is a, uh, yeah, Paul's a dear friend of mine and uh, uh, known each other for a long time. And I, you know, very grateful to, to him, you know, for allowing me to be a part of this because you know, ever since I, I came on board, I mean, I hit the ground running broadcasting uh, 4A boys state basketball, 4A boys state baseball, uh, state football up and down the gamut, uh, 4A and 5A girls state basketball. So you name it, you know, I've done it. And, um, you know, many thanks to, to Paul, you know, for giving me the start. Yeah. So you uh, do you have a favorite sport to broadcast? I, you know what? I love to broadcast probably um basketball the most and the only reason why is because it's so fast and it, it challenges you you go to a state tournament uh you're broadcasting 11 games in three days and you've not seen maybe all eight teams that are there you maybe have not seen one of them um and so you're memorizing day one trying to call a game and uh, the hardest part is you get to the girls and they've all got ponytails covering their, their numbers on the back. And, and you're, you're just waiting for that ponytail to move so you can see what, <laughs> what numbers underneath there. And you don't think about those things um, as, as a listener, but as a broadcaster. Yeah. And then the other thing we talk about all the time broadcasting, um, and this holds true for basketball and football in particular, is the color schemes that schools have. Um, with their jerseys, because I think they should run it by every broadcaster and say, hey, are these good uniforms to have? Because some of those out there, I mean, you could be standing 10 feet away from them and you still don't know what it says. I, I know some states uh, are starting to implement rules on the types of uniforms that can be used. Are we are we anywhere close to that in Idaho? or is I, it Not that I know of, but we should be. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, you've broadcast enough games, too, that you see those and you're like, holy cow, how you can't. It's gray on black with no outline. And you're like, how? I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's there's a school that wears orange and black that was really tough this past year, too. That's all I'll say. about. Oh, really? It. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> There's, uh, there's lots of schools that wear those colors so yes. that'll leave it open-ended for sure <laughs> <laughs> what uh so basketball is your favorite to broadcast mm -hmm. uh do you have a favorite sport to watch if you're if you're not working and mm -hmm. you're just taking in a game what's your favorite sport? oh it's football yeah, i mean football is football is my first love you know and i was one of those kids growing up that uh, you'd ask me what my favorite sport was and it was like whatever season it was you know and i played football and basketball and baseball and ran track and in, in high school, did all four of those, played baseball in college. And so it was all one of those one season to the next, you know, um, my very first love was football. The one I coached the most was basketball. Uh, but the one I played the longest was baseball, you know, um, 
So uh, I even, as a, when I was teaching and coaching, coached volleyball as well. So I, just sports in general, you know, I, I just love it. Broadcasting basketball, love to broadcast football because, you know, a lot of times when people broadcast football, uh, you get to dissect defenses, you know, you get to, you know, kind of look at coverages and, and find out, you know, weaknesses. And you get that Madden style, you know, um, well, you know, uh, Tony Romo now, I guess, is the man. But you, know, you, you listen to a guy like that, and you're like, this dude knows what he's talking about. You know, and football, you get to do that quite a bit. And I enjoy it. Yeah. So where you're at in the Magic Valley, there's there's good football, but it's there's a lot of good eight man programs. Do you do you like calling eight man games or do you like calling 11 man? more traditional? I, You know, eight man is so much fun because it's a, it's so different. And there, there's less names, obviously. Um, you got about, you know, 10 guys that you just have to, to memorize and know, but they're on both sides of the ball. And it's you don't get generally three yards in a cloud of dust with eight man football. You know, I mean, you better have a, a Red Bull with the scoreboard operator because he's going to be busy, you know. And those are the games that are kind of fun because no team generally is ever out of it because you can score points so quickly, typically in, in eight man. And there's so much fun. It's just a different dynamic of football, but I enjoy it. And then as, we, as we're talking about the Magic Valley and the makeup of the, the leagues and the conferences and stuff, at the smaller levels, it's a lot of really small conferences, you know, four teams or three mm -hmm. teams. And then you get to the 4A and it's this gigantic seven-team behemoth of a conference. Uh, just from what you have to deal with the Jerome, how, how hard is it or how easy is it to like fill out the schedules when there's so many conference opponents in one league? Oh man, it's well, it, it doesn't leave a lot of non-conference options at that point. You know, and the thing about being 4A down here, and before I go into that, thank goodness we're out of that 10 team conference that we had with Preston Century and Pocatello. What a nightmare that was. Yeah. And no no offense to them, but I mean, you're talking about a conference that stretches from Preston to Mountain Home. I mean, what kind of sense does that make? None. Um, but now that we're in the seven team conference, uh, yeah, it does leave a some tough non-scheduling to do because, you know, you've got some really good 3A teams that are in this valley when you talk about, you know, Kimberly um, and Filer and Buell. And the, I mean, those teams are, are good in different sports. And so they want to play and they want to step up their game a little bit too. And, and so when you're a 3A and you have a decent team, you want to play a 4A and you've got 4As right in your backyard, but that doesn't mean the 4As want to play the three A's because they want to go play the five A's, you know, to test themselves. And so there's no five A's around here. So we have to go to Boise. We have to go East. So it makes non-conference scheduling really interesting sometimes um, in, in all the sports, just because uh, the good four A teams, they want to step up. The good three A teams want to step up, um, but there's no five A's around here. So we've got really good relationships with, uh, with, schools like you know kimberly and filer and buell and we play them all the time just you know because we enjoy it and it keeps things local as well so you mentioned there there are no 5a programs in the magic valley canyon ridge is is bumping up there mm -hmm. and uh twin falls has had to deal with this in the past as a 5a school that, that that has to be like the nightmare scenario right if one of those schools gets bumped up to 5a what do you do you're either going to boise or you're going mm -hmm. over to idaho falls there's there's no easy path there right no there's not and if one of those things did happen i would assume 
um, that Canyon Ridge would be the first one to go. I mean, Twin's a little bit more landlocked as far as, you know, district lines and those kind of things where growth is happening where, where Canyon Ridge is. But Canyon Ridge would also be, I would assume, eligible to petition down to stay 4A uh, like many other schools have. And, you know, for a lot of reasons, I mean, you know, program success is one of them. Um, they, you know, not to say that they haven't had success, but it's a consistent success in a lot of things, you know, and plus they get the great argument that what conference are they going to belong to? You know, I mean, are they going to be part of district three, you know, the SIC, what are they going to do? So if that happens, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we have another classification, uh, numbers change by then. Um, but right now they're knocking on the door. Yeah. It's something to keep an eye on for sure. Mm -hmm. That SIC already in the 5A12 teams, it's like max capacity anyways. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, this and this is the kind of stuff you're going to get each week here on uh, the Magic Valley PrepCast. We're going to talk about the the local teams and what's going on, but also sometimes we'll dive into those bigger statewide issues and how they will affect the schools that are in District 4. And so it's going to be a lot of fun. This was a good introduction to, to Scott. Don't believe all the lies he told, <laughs> right? There's a lot more coming, too. <laughs> it's right. Do you like deceit and trickery? Then stay tuned to the Magic Valley PrepCast. No. Uh, next week, we'll probably start diving into like some season preview type stuff, looking at teams that are going to be strong in the Magic Valley this year and players that we're excited about. I mean, Colston Loveland is one of the most talked about athletes in some time in Idaho, and he's from Gooding, which is super yep. exciting for that program. It's going to be good. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. There's a lot of great athletes here in the Magic Valley in District 4, and you know, looking forward to highlighting them and their stories. Yeah. And again, the Magic Valley PrepCast, couple of ways to get it each week. You can get it at our website, idahosports.com. You can also download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you want to see the video, you know, Scott, we I, I bounced around the idea with all the other broadcasters of forming a um, like a men of idahosports.com calendar. You up for that? <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. And dang it, in my office here somewhere, I have a, I have a calendar um, that my mom dug out for me. Uh, that she had saved when I was in high school and it was called men of Jerome. <laughs> and so that brings back memories. And so the answer is heck yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, you, you would be one of our uh, winter months uh, at the start of the calendar year. You got to start with your strong, your strongest people. And then in the middle of the, the summer is where you put a guy like me. Okay. nobody's paying attention anyways that's how oh <laughs> uh, that'd be fun that's how that goes so if you want to see us uh and what we look like and how we're talking each week uh you can also get the video form of this uh on the idahosports.com youtube channel as well as the idahosports.com facebook page uh all right until next week thanks for tuning in to the magic valley prepcast here on idahosports.com